With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. It's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil, Lacazette. Let's 
Hello and welcome to another Touchy Gooders podcast. I know, guys, you've missed us. You know, and I, I, I know you missed me as well. But you got me on the uh, on the on the Touchline pod on Sunday, and now you're getting me today. And obviously, I'm joined by um, some of our uh, ragamuffins. Uh, I've got uh, Shabs in the call. How you doing, man? Yo, yo, yo! I'm happy, man. Good. You're happy. You're re- you're ready to talk about some positivity today, yeah? Yeah, I'm gonna try and bring it. I'm gonna try. Good. Sure. Um, I've got uh, Daniel German Dan. Yeah, what's good? You all right? Yeah, all good, man. Good, good. And um, and we've got uh, Leroy as well. How you doing, man? Oh, what's good, man? How you doing? Straight, straight off that 18-hour shift, yeah? Bruv, I am so tired. <laughs> you have no idea how tired I am. Yo, Dan, I'm going to move to your country. I know I keep cussing Germany, yeah? <laughs> but I'm, 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 I'm fed up with the UK. So, like, we need to hollow each other. You need to tell me what the game is like, because I'm gone. Bro, don't I'm worry, just... Just, just tell me what you need, uh, and I'll provide the information. Then say no it. more, bro. It's Hamburg, yeah. Say no more. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so, guys, the idea today is we're gonna do a throwback pod. Um, so we uh, we put a poll out yesterday, right? And I think it kind of got sabotaged by self harmers and Man United fans. So. Mon- the Monaco game actually won, but we thought, nah, man, there's I, no way. I, I need to say, yeah, whoever voted for that game and is an actual Arsenal fan is an absolute pagan. What do you want us to watch that game for? Like, I, I just couldn't believe it was even in the poll. What are you... Have you lost your you mind? Love do you, you like self-harm? What's wrong with you? Pain and suffering. And the thing is, I know it was Arsenal fans voting for it, yeah, because when we initially put the, the poll out, obviously the Touchy Gooners Twitter account is just Arsenal fans. So hey. when they saw the poll, it, listen, the <laughs> the Monaco game was like <laughs> on like seventy percent at one point. I was like, hey, you lot that? are masochists. <laughs> you lot need to allow football. You need to stick that ball in your mouth. Go get whipped. Do whatever you need to do. Pay the person you need to do. <laughs> and leave it out of football. Leave uh, it alone. Wait, what are you saying? He's like, uh, what's that guy from Billions? What's his name? Man? Billions. Oh, yeah. Go get your ball stamped on in peace, bruv. Oh, allow it, bruv. <laughs> but yeah, so we, we've decided to scrap the Monaco game because the Monaco game would just be an hour of cussing off Giroud, right? So um, instead, we're going to do um, the, uh, the, in, the, the, the 5-1 win over Inter Milan at the San Siro in 2003, um, which is part of the Invincible season, obviously. So let me just give you a bit of background for the game. I, I believe Arsenal had to win because we really didn't get off to the best of starts in the, in the Champions League group. Um, I, think we had, um, I think we had actually lost to, uh, Inter, we lost to Inter Milan at home, 3-0, I think. Um, I think we had lost to Dynamo Kiev. Um, so we were in a, let me just get the results up here. I really should have had this pre-planned. But um, yeah, we, were, we weren't in a great place. So yeah, we lost to Inter. We had lost to Dynamo Kiev. And we had, uh, I think, where's the locomotive game? We had drawn against locomotive Moscow. So we were in big trouble in the group, right? And um, I think we ha- we actually had to win this game in order to uh, in in order to um, even have a chance of qualifying. So um, the the teams, obviously, I-, I was looking at the Arsenal team and I was thinking, um, well, obviously, watching this back, I didn't realise how weak we were. 
like we were missing so many players like um in the back four yeah. I think, um, so uh, we had Seagan playing so the, because there was no Lauren um oh, wow yeah the, the midfield no Gilberto no Vieira yeah because Gilberto was injured I think Colatore right back Colatore right back um yeah so the midfield was Parla and Edu which is basically our first oh my god choice. yeah and um mm. And then no Burkamp because obviously Burkamp, uh, you know, yeah, the yeah the issue with planes, you know, yeah, we don't like to talk too much about it because you know, you know people. Fab, ice in his range, you know, <laughs> can't get on one little plane. Well, he's forever a little bitch for that, you know, in my eyes. I can't lie. Yeah, I can't. I, can't I don't really for that. I can't lie. That that probably cost us big time. In Europe, you know, in big time big man Europe. squeaky bum time when it comes to the plane. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. But yeah, no. so that, that and then and the bench literally had like one senior player on it. I think it was like a, a half fit Gilberto um, who came on at the end, and even Henri. I think Henri was um, was injured um, for the game as well. We had a, he had a hamstring injury, so he played through the hamstring. Yeah, he was hamstrung. So we played Carnu and yeah. I see man. I see man like Justin Hoyt on the bench as well. well I swear. J- Justin Hoyt, Jeremy <laughs> Aliadier. Great um, fight. Who else? Uh, wait, one second. I've got the back. All right, you know what? I'll, I'll take out Eddie now, you know. Boy. Quite like... Boy. Quite like to you. Oh, wait, where are the songs? Right. Where the... Why, why transfer mark? Oh, no. Yeah, match sheet, yeah. Yeah, so the bench we had... Rah. Transfer mark don't want to tell me the bench. What the fuck? Well, that's... Only tells you the subs, isn't it? Yeah, only tells you the subs. That's really shit. Okay. But yeah, so I, I was like, I actually thought we went there with a with a stronger side, um, but I was just amazed from how Shabs. I know you're probably going to disagree with me, but I thought we played really, really well, and it made me proud. So it made it made it made me um, remember why I'm an Arsenal fan. Like this that is pride. Yeah, man, it was it was so good. Um, Shabs and Dan, obviously you've watched the full game. Leroy, you watched the highlights. Um, Shabs, what did you think of um, the first half? Yeah, it's not it's it's not that I, that we didn't play well. Um, I think it just dawned on me that like this is probably our, our one of our biggest or best results in Europe ever, um, and it just made me think that like we we really aren't those guys when it comes to like European football. Like for whatever reason, however good we were domestically when it when it came to um, for whatever reason we couldn't we couldn't really put it out the bag when. When, when we touched Europe. But considering the team, considering the lineup um, that we were playing away from home, that the San Siro is a big stadium. It's a big boy stadium. It's quite intimidating, quite a difficult place to go there and win. And I'd say at that moment in time, um, I know there were lots of scandals going on in Italy, but Inter Milan were probably still like a bigger a bigger side than us in, ter- in terms of like stature, finances um, and whatnot. They had a lot of, uh, a, a lot of pulling power. So the fact that we were able to go there, turn up there with um, a crocked side and get the result that we got for me, was it, it was good. It was impressive. And um, there's flexibility in the side. So like we spoke about Colo Torre, he um, obviously played at right back. Like, you know, we know he played lots of different positions for Arsenal. When he first came, it was a central midfielder, had the odd game at right wing. Um, or right midfield. Wait, Colo Torre at right wing. Games at right back. Me, How can Colo Torre be a right winger? <laughs> yeah, he definitely played a couple of games at right right midfield. I, he, he did, I remember it. He first came, it was crazy. And then like the odd game at right back and then he found, he, he found himself Pe- as... Pepe, Pepe Torre at right wing. 
Oh, no, no. no <laughs> I no, knew no, this was going to... No, 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 that's nasty. That's nasty. <laughs> you know what, yeah? <laughs> you know what? No, 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 no. No, we're, talk- we're talking about them, yeah? No, we're talking about them. Let's not. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do this. I'll leave it for now. Don't do this. For now, for now. Don't do this. But obviously, Torre played right back. Sigan came. Pascal Sigan. Ripley and L, man. I thought I thought we'd never have to deal with his kind ever again. But just seeing him play. And to be fair to him, he didn't play that bad. He actually played well. He actually played well. He got turned a few times by Vieri, but... Yeah. He actually played well, man. Yeah, he, he actually played well. So it was good. And then and then like Parler, obviously Parler is another one. He was a right midfielder. And Arsene Wenger prolonged his career a little bit by playing him in the middle. I know he could play games in the in the in the centre of the park. I think when he first um, came into the Arsenal first team back in the day, he started off in the centre, but he made he played most of his of his days on the right side of midfield. So again, used him well in the middle of the park. And him and Edu um, is a hatched combo. But they played quite well, man. So, all, all in all, it was impressive. And I think what 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 stands out to me still is that um, under Arsene Wenger, we controlled we controlled games and we always had possession. Yeah. We never struggled for possession, we, no matter we, what. We dominated no matter possession who, at the San Siro, like yeah, yeah. And that's and 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 that's big. Um, I think we had fantastic runners as well. Like everyone won their individual battles. Um, like that, that, looking at the side, how physically imposing the players were. The players were up for it, man. Sol Campbell was absolutely awful on the ball, and I completely forgot about how bad he was on the ball. <laughs> but as a brute, as a complete brute, and um, someone who's just not going to get done physically at the back, he's he's he's, he's what you needed. And um, like, yeah, man, players just won their individual battles, and then you had players like Jungberg and Perez, who were always running, always willing to kind of go beyond, contribute towards the attack, but always worked hard off the ball as well. And you see Jungberg winning a lot of balls back, throwing in the sliding tackles, Ashley Cole just getting stuck in as well. These are some of the more diminutive um, figures in the side, but they, they, they put in shifts, they put in absolute shifts, and they weren't prepared to allow their man to get the better of them. And and, and that stood out for me watching the game. Yeah, man, uh, the 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 physicality of the performance it, it reminded me of like an old school English performance. We the Inter Milan just didn't want to know. Like they were they were literally bossed off the pitch from minute one. They didn't want to know. It, I think it's worth mentioning that Inter Milan were without their best player, who was uh, uh you guys might remember Alvaro Rakoba. And who who did Ricoba. you say, Daniel? And and they were without Crespo as well. Oh, oh Crespo as well. Jeez, I forgot about him. Yeah, so they they were missing a few players as well. But as were we. Um, so Did they have Crespo at that time? Yeah, Crespo was part of their team. So they they had Crespo at the time. They had Vieri. And they had Abafemi Martins. They had just bought Adriano. Yeah. I mean, their back their back line was ridiculous. If you just go on names, like they had Cannavaro, they had um, Matarazzi, yeah, they, they had Cordoba. Zanetti, um, yeah. yeah, they had some big yeah. names. But that's there. that's what I mean. They had stature at that time in in world in European football. They they had stature. I know a lot of stuff was happening in Italy with like Calciopoli and all of that stuff. But they had they had a lot of stature still. Yeah, in football. Dan, what did you what impressed you most about the the performance overall? So that performance really for me, looking back, it makes it makes total sense why there's a there's a whole generation of people that grew up admiring Henri, trying to be like Henri and um, support Arsenal because of Henri because that guy was just something else, man. You watch that game and uh, whenever whenever he was close to goal, he was alive, uh, making making clear goal, um, goal-scoring chances. 
Um, the, the first goal that he took, top class, and then like he just passed it into the, in the into the bottom corner, typical on finish. finish. And then the second the second goal he took as well, ridiculous. Ball. Like I mean, it's iconic, we know, but he just he he, he gone past on that then slowed down, beat him again, and clapped on his left foot. I mean. Then the other two goals, I think he took two more goals up. So yeah, Henri, it just kind of, it kind of reminded me of why there's so many people um, in Europe and across the world that just grew up loving Henri. So um, in that, general, that was I a hard about... fit, Henri, as well. Crazy, crazy. I mean, he could do everything. What really got went under the radar? He's he was working really hard in that game. Like he was tracking back a lot. He's winning a lot of second balls, and winning a lot of balls off the midfielders from Inter. So. He was he was the complete package. There was nothing there was nothing about him that was missing. The ridiculous player, really. Um, what 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 really stood out for me as well, um, um, as you guys have already mentioned, was the physicality of the team. And I also thought that there were a few players that I just thought, looking back, um, that, this game was what, twenty years ago, nearly. And there's players in that team that would still be top top players playing in the game now. And um, that you can't say that for a lot of players playing twenty years ago. So obviously Henri, um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like forty years ago, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe yes. But uh, um, like Ashley Cole, um, also he was technically very good and then physically also very good and aggressive. I mean, I, I just thought them two. I was really impressed with them two. Then I thought Pires, his skills would um, transcend really well in, in today's game as well. And um, I, I thought, um, I thought similar to Shabs, I didn't think it was a performance where. We, we're moving the ball at a high speed the whole game, but we controlled the game. And I think it's probably the standard of football that 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 it was at the time. That it's just not as as um as uh, as quick and as um as technical as it was now or it is now. But um we we pretty much controlled the game um at the Sun Zero, and we were absolutely devastating um when winning the ball. Uh, it was just ridiculous. Whenever we won the ball, we were on their go- We were on the on the way to their goal, creating chances. So something that um that is still um very prominent in the game now, winning the ball back quickly and breaking, and um, we we had it back then, and that's probably one of the reasons why we're not very good right now is because we lack physicality and we also don't have the capabilities of attacking counter attacking as fast as we used to. Percent, hundred percent, Lira. I know you haven't watched the game, but um looking back at the goals, I know you watched the highlights and stuff. What was your um your favourite goal? Is that is that maybe a bit too of an easy question with the with the Henri finish? Right, the only finish was cold, bruv. I even started screaming in the house. Like, I was gassed. The way, the way it was, weak foot, left foot just weak foot, left foot, the, oh, big mate. bottom in the corner. Yeah. Like, it just slotted in beautifully, man. Like, just, it really, really, it really brought that home to me. Wenger's actually a madman because he, he moved his whole style around. The f- team pre 2006 and then the team after 2006, completely different completely different in terms of the way they played. What what struck me is, especially with the goals in the highlights, just that one touch, two touch. We we never took any touches. Arsenal play completely differently now. It's all touches, touches, touches. Like, they take way too many touches. Yeah, yeah. But all that speed of play, literally, it's just very simple. Speed of play. Everything was speed of play and movement. And it was just one touch, one touch, one touch. Like, you move in, you go out your space, one touch, one touch, one touch. It seems so simple, but it's actually so good to watch. Um, and like, I really, really enjoyed watching the highlights. It just reminded me of why I used to love Arsenal, just as that is, you guys have said. But, um, yeah, that was definitely my favourite goal, man. Just, just going back to the how you said, like, of, like, players making it simple, just playing playing very simple. I think it speaks to, like, a certain personality in, in the team. Am I, am I, am I echoing? 
I can't hear nothing. Okay. I can't hear you, Echo. No. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, it speaks to like a certain... Hey. Sorry? I feel you, man. No, I'm saying, yeah, I feel you. Like, it speaks to a certain personality. In yeah, the team, like, like a, I feel like, like players like Edu and Parler, that um, yeah. they were just, they knew their roles in that side. Yeah, fair enough. They weren't yeah. playing a lot of games that season in terms of starting, but... You know, Edu, he was he came into the side. Like who's that fourth choice centre midfield now? Like you wouldn't trust any of them. I know I know we want to talk about like comparisons to our team later, but like you wouldn't trust anyone in our team now to just do that role and just do it so convincing. And probably know. Willock, you know. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Forget it. And and and, yeah. and and they speak like per, for like personal reasons as well, because I think Edu was signed I think the season before we signed Gilberto Silva. And um Edu, we signed him and then he had all these passport issues, didn't he? So we couldn't actually come over for a little while, but he came and he kind of played his way into the he kind of played his way into the team um in the first season that we got him. But then we signed Gilberto and he kind of knew like look, Gilberto's come off the back of a good World Cup. He's come in to kind of take my place in the side. But he cut they they he's spoken, they speak really well of Edu and his his conduct and the way that he knew but he still helped Gilberto to kind of find his feet in the country. And like, you know, obviously they're both Brazilian, but he, he just really helped him to settle in and, and get his way um, into the team. And then whenever he did need to come in, his attitude was always spot on. His application was always was always spot on um, as well. And, and he had a lot, watching that game as well, he had a lot of technical quality. I think he slept on as a player because he was a really decent footballer. And um, he, he's had a good career. I, Even after he left us, he went on to have a decent career. I remember like, you know, him being quite. Goal. Um, I remember him being quite um, like a, a bit maligned. Like Arsenal fans didn't really get him. Um, as far as I remember, anyway, I know it's a different kind of error in terms of like hearing feedback from fans and stuff. But I kind of remember Edu being like, "Oh, what does he do?" Kind of thing. He's he's not fast. He's he's just. He don't do anything. Th- it, he doesn't. He doesn't do anything special. But I, I really like to do. I think he was brilliant. I think he he had some games um, playing on the left of our midfield because he was left-footed, and I think he was always better in the centre. I think he was always better when he moved into the middle of the of of the park, and he was he was he was left-footed, and he brought some balance to to the midfield and just worked. He worked really well with Perez all the time. He combined really well with him and Ashley Cole. Um, by the way, and he always, always, always had a forward pass in him. So, and but also he was not afraid to get stuck in. And uh, you know, um, I, I remember seeing him for many a game, just like back, back at the time. And Edu's always been like a player who I've, I've, I've always respected as someone who come in and and done a job for us. And it's very similar with Parla. Parla was um, a different type of midfielder. Parla was like almost like a throwback in the way that Keo was a throwback in terms of the defenders that we had, that old English core. Parler was very much the same and he was a workhorse whenever he played in the middle of the park for us. But he wasn't afraid to get stuck in. But don't sleep on him either because he also had quality on the ball. He also, and like a player like Ray Parler, he did the really simple things well. So like, you know, he was making his five and 10 yard passes. He was making like, he was, he was running when he needed to run. He was covering for players when he needed to cover for them. So he always did the right things well. And they, they're, they're so important to um, just being able to come in and, and, 
and, and, and freshen up when we needed a freshen up or when we had injury problems, which we did. Because we didn't have a, we did not have a strong squad. And looking at the, the, the squad that went out there, looking at the bench, we didn't have a strong squad at all. So they're key players for me. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, another player that um, that I thought, uh, outside Henri, I'm sure we're going to go into some like mass praise of Henri soon, but I just thought Kanu just reminded me like how bloody brilliant he was. And I think, I think if you look at Kanu's goal-scoring record, it, I mean, it's pretty poor. But I think it's, it's a different era of football where you're playing two up front and he, his role in the team certainly wasn't to score. The, he was playing the Burkamp role. And, you know, when people get onto Burkamp's goal scoring and stuff like that, when you, when you recognise the role that they're doing the team, a lot of, the play, a lot of their players back to goal. And Kanu was unreal in this game. Like, I don't think he lost the ball. He he used he did this um he used to do that skill where you uh you kind of like drag it inside. I don't know if you guys remember that skill that he used to do, and it just it brought back All so many memories of 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 Kanu. And because he was so big as well, you'd think oh he's a bit of a lump, like he can't really move. He was mobile, like he is what Arsenal fans think Lacazette is. Like <laughs> he 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 was just unreal. I thought outside of Henri, who obviously stole the stole the show, Kanu was ridiculous and I thought he was he was probably man in a match up until um, Henri scored um, his goal I, I thought and he what we could just what we could do with a player like Carnu right now just to link play man because he made he, he, he helped us keep hold of the ball so much he got us out of like dangerous situations carried us up the pitch you know everything stuck with him and the pitch wasn't good as well like the pitch was pretty poor I just thought he was he was unreal, and I remember Arsenal fans not particularly liking Carnu much as well. Like I, I think people thought he was a bit lazy, and you know, he, you know, he, he didn't uh, maybe carry himself with the with uh, the best not not attitude, but you know, he had that kind of lethargic attitude, and I just thought he he, he was incredible. I think he he Carnu always used to use the ball intelligently as well. Um, that's that's another thing about Carney. The thing is, yeah, strikers are always going to get judged by their by their goal scoring records, yeah. And if you look at the goals he scored in comparison to the number of games he played, it's not it's not a fantastic record at all. But he was never prolific anywhere he went. And at Arsenal, he was used sparingly. He was never he never had like a consistent run of games in the side. Or very rarely had a consistent run of games in the in the side. A lot of his games were um, like. He came on a sub, came off the bench, or he played in games where, like, um, like those European games where Burkamp couldn't get out to, or, or where you needed a different option. So he was playing like every third or fourth game type of thing, like from Carney. But he was the scorer of, uh, he was able to score some fantastic goals. Um, he scored a brilliant back to back to goal goal against um, Tottenham, where he kicked the ball over. I want to say that. Do you remember that goal? Oh my! He, he, he destroyed. He destroyed Chelsea yeah. as well. That, I was he destroyed that, Chelsea. That little flick against actually, Middlesbrough. Yeah. Oh absolutely. Like you know, so he he did have some. He did have some magic about him. He yeah, did. he was he was ridiculous. Um, Leroy, just going to Henri now. Um, if Henri was playing today, where would he be ranked in world football in terms of like his his talent? He's top five. He's top five. I'm sorry. He's um he's what Mbappe is trying to be. 
Yeah, I was going to say, his regen is playing right now and he's pretty <laughs> fucking good. Yeah, like, I, I, honestly, I think Omri is one of those players, like, even, a lot of players from back in the day, I think, will get washed in this generation, I can't lie. But Omri was one of the new modern footballers, like one of the first of that modern footballers that really put together the athleticism with the ability. And I feel like he would be like a duck to water and he'd be the best, one of the best strikers in the league, if not the best striker in the league in his peak right now. Yeah, I, I um, agree, man. I, I, and, I think he... Uh, go on, sorry, go on. No, no, no. I just think, like, that old team, I think Wenger really got it right with the balance of athleticism and ability and it just makes me think even matter. Why, why did he change? Why did he change? Yeah. Well, what were you saying, sorry? Yeah, I, no, I was just no, going to say, I think when it comes to, if you're looking at profiles in terms of strikers in the league now, even across Europe, I think it'd be hard to say Henri wouldn't be, I'm trying to think, who, who's the best striker in the world right now? Lewandowski? If you're taking Messi out of the equation? Yes, on form is Lewandowski, yeah. Yeah, Lewandowski. So, yeah. I mean, Henri's better than Lewandowski, better than Harry Kane. Yeah. And Henri would be, Henri be better than Aubameyang. Yeah. Yeah. yeah better than all of them. Yeah. Better than everyone, man. Top, top, yeah, I, I've got to say, I think top five in the world uh, still. Yeah, what, like he's, I said, he's, he's who Mbappe is trying to be, bruv. Yeah. What's, what did strike me? Or, I mean, obviously, this is a minor. Like, I'm nitpicking. But like, he, gave the, he gave the ball away a lot. I, watching him, I remember He was injured, Shabs. He was injured. Not just in that game. It, 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 it gave me... Um, but yo, gave me yo, Shabs. No, no Omri Slander right now because this <laughs> Lewis guy shaked us in the main oh, board. Yeah, it's true, it's true. I can't even tell. He shaked <laughs> us in the main board. <laughs> Started you know talking yeah? nonsense I've, on Omri's name. I've got this thing where I open my mouth without thinking sometimes, yeah? yeah you, you know, oh, sometimes, you know no. when you host a podcast, sometimes you've got to do it and you've got to keep the conversation flowing. Oh, and he had and bums talking on Omri's yeah, name, yeah, mentioning bums at Drogba. Yeah, nah, that was... All because of Lewis. Lewis started it, bro. I'll take that one. I'll put me out. Up, yeah. We can never do that. But it, rem- it, rem- it reminds me, he used to he used to moan a lot. You see him like walking through the middle of the pitch and moaning. But <laughs> he was so good. Like he, he can, he can do it. Like he's that player who can do it. And he he I've had the um the fortune of watching Messi play um like live quite a few times and like you know and and they obviously played in the same side together. But Henri would go quiet for like periods of the game, and not that he never. Likes not having the ball. So there are periods of the game where he just wouldn't have the ball, wouldn't have the ball. But then he'd get on it, and like he might give it away after the first attempt, give it away after the second attempt, the third attempt. He's doing something absolutely well, and he was he, he was involved in almost every every he was involved in every goal while he was on the pitch for that five one. And, and, and he, he could have set up like I think he could have scored another. Toldo made a really good save, yeah. and. He yes. flushed a few across the box. Yeah. I think he had a yeah. one-on-one that he tried to... Po- he, he literally he tried could to have had about six or seven goals on the he night and set up so maybe much. three or four as well. Absolutely. And that's his thing. And that's why I say I'm nitpicking because he, he moaned a lot. He gave the ball away a lot. But when you have a player of that 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 level of brilliance, um, you know, you, can, you, you, you take the good with the bad. And the only thing... I, Leroy said it twice and I don't want to gloss over this point because Leroy has spoken about the balance, yeah? Arsene Wenger's balance and how crazy he was to move away from that formula that he had of physicality with technique to like the, the, the side in 06. And the, and the thing I keep thinking is Vieira wasn't playing because what I actually done, I made a mistake here and I started watching the, 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 the first game where we actually lost and Vieira and Gilberto did play in that game. 
And Vieira cleaned everything in the middle of the park. Even though we lost that game, you see the ball coming in and the way he used to take the ball out of the air, like he'd bring it down on his chest, two touches, three touches. The ball hasn't touched the ground yet and he's turned and then put the ball on the ground and then just found someone. And he would do that time and time and time again. And I'm like, bloody, this guy was... Do you guys think Vieira was um, underappreciated technically? Do you think he Absolutely. gets a bad rap? Yes, yes, because he was uh, he looked awkward on the ball sometimes. Because he was so gangly. Because he was six foot four. He was, well, he was, he was so gangly. He'd like to tower over the ball like Cratcher. He's hunched over. But Vieira was amazing. He was an amazing footballer. Like you could, how could you not see that? Like technically, how good Vieira was. Like, and he he was like Dan was talking about as well. Like Andy were both just saying how quickly we were able to transition and move the ball forward. Vieira was a key part of that. Watch any counter-attacking goals that you see Arsenal, Vieira's involved in like a high percentage of them. Like, just gets the ball, brings it down, turns, plays it forward. And like, he'd always find his man. And we again, I say we've done that and we put in that performance with that. Do you know, um, do you know, do you know the, 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 the point about Henri maybe losing the ball? Like, Henri went with, on, uh, onto a pitch with the mentality of, I have to make the difference every single game. And as much as possible. So he would try stuff that other people just cut back and pass. He would he wouldn't. He would he would try that yeah. he would try that outrageous thing time and time again. Yeah. Even and the second goal. Even often. the second goal, most players that's that 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 is dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So and I think yeah. I think over the years he kind of refined this game a bit more as well. So I think the demands of the game didn't require him to always keep the ball. We were so good at winning the ball back, he knew the ball would come back. And then over the years then Barcelona, he was obviously a completely different player. He wasn't just giving the ball away all the time. He was um, very, very specialised in when to when to um, the influence the game and when when to kind of score and assist. So he he picked key moments and obviously he grew as a player, which is which is hard to believe. But he did grow 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 as a player. And um, I think that that Henri there is, is a raw version of Henri, but he was very very he was devastating. I mean, you saw him as his devastating best. Um, completely killed Inter um, with, with basically injured which is crazy injured and probably against the best right back in the world at the time right and and three and three top class defenders in Cannavaro Cordoba and Materazzi Materazzi well. yeah 100% Today's episode is brought to you by Clorox. When it counts, trust Clorox the same way we trust essential workers to provide the care they give to us. Families trust Clorox to give them a safe and protected home. Our community heroes trust Clorox to keep places like hospitals and grocery stores disinfected. So I know I too can trust Clorox to provide my home with a safe environment at home we can all enjoy. So I have a story for you, Amanda. Um, with Clorox, there's one thing I definitely use it for every single time before I step into my vanity van. Uh, I love the entire place disinfected because that's where I keep my makeup. Uh, that's where I get ready. That's where my clothes are. That's sometimes where I take a nap as well. So, you know, I can use it all over like time of need. So, um, yeah, it's been really, really, it just keeps everything super clean and I, I feel super safe. For me, it's important to share with loved ones and the public in general how they can give the most care for their loved ones especially during times like these. I mean, with the pandemic going on, with COVID going on, it's just great to be extra sanitary with all the items that are around you, caring for others and, you know, just wiping down the door handle after you use the bathroom or wiping down so the So important. The toilet, so important. The toilet handle. 
Don't forget oh. the toilet handle. <laughs> so remember, when, when it counts, counts trust Clorox. Out of that, um, so I know Gilberto, uh, Gilberto Vieira, Burkamp, Lauren wasn't playing. Out of the team that played against Inter Milan, how many of those players start for us now? So let's start from in goal. Uh, who, who would you rather have, Lehman or Leno? Uh, Leno. Leno, I love Le- Leno. Lehman reminded me in this game that he, he he's a bit of a, a nutcase and he used to he always scare nutcase. me. He's a big nutcase, Listen, the thing about German keepers, yeah, because this, like, this is like a thing in Germany, they say a keeper has to be crazy to be good. So if you look at historically, the, the best German keepers always are a bit crazy. Well, Oli Kahn is, is a complete nutcase. And um, Lehman, <laughs> I, I mean, Oli Khan is completely crazy. <laughs> I don't even know how, he, how he's, uh, he's like director of Bayern Munich now. I don't know how he's doing press conferences and keeping composed. Like, he was completely crazy. <laughs> and, um, and Lehman was no different. He was just a styling crazy. Yeah. He, he's yeah. so mad. I, I, I would I'm go with gonna... Leno as well. Le- Lehman yeah. scared me too much, man. Like, he no, was I would have erratic. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I would have Lehman. I just, just, just because he, he was our invincible goalie. Like, but in he, terms he, of who's better, though, Shabs, who do you think was better? I think the game's moved on in terms of goalies, and the, and the, the the type of the type of goalie that you want now is someone who's decent with the ball at his feet. Yeah, and Le- 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 Leno didn't want to pass it out at Leno. all, boy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was looking just a bag it. Yeah, Leno definitely could give you that more. So if you're talking about in 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 today's style than Leno stylistically but Lehman I, th- I also think he was a top top quality goalkeeper yeah, I, I, and um, he was good he was good he, at the time yeah what, he um, had an absolute world class goalkeeper in front of him for Germany as well and that's the only reason why I think he um, and, we, and he, we he, probably think he, less and he of shift, he shifted of, him out of the Lehmann. side for 2006 I mean Ali Khan retired as a result of it but Lehman became the number one goalkeeper for Germany in 2006 and Oli Khan, because they had big egos, he couldn't handle it. He just retired from the national team. Mm. Um, obviously, left back yeah. goes without saying. We'd all have Ashley Cole over. Uh, yeah, yeah, mad player. Yeah. Um, yeah. Centre back is kind of a weird one because even though, like, obviously Campbell in that period of 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 time, Campbell was one of the best centre backs in England in the world. But his style may not translate well to today's game. Um, and obviously, no one's taken Seagan at the back. But although he's probably better than Mustafi, right? But um, uh, would you have uh, Mustafi or Seagan or even Torre in today's? I'd have Torre. I'm taking Campbell and Torre because I don't care how bad they are on the ball. David Luiz and Mustafi are a complete joke. <laughs> I'm with you still. Yeah. And, and Torre wasn't actually that bad on the ball, I don't think. No, Torre wasn't bad on the ball. I don't think he was bad on the ball. He. Campbell, Torre was just very African, on the ball. Man. They're not bad, yeah. but they're by today's standards. They're oh yeah, they're, 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 they're not. They're not good in t- today's standard. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I would, yeah, you wouldn't trust them to play out from the back. That's the thing. Campbell couldn't pass for shit. Um, Torre was kind of comfortable, um, like resisting pressure, but he wasn't a great and, passer of the ball. Yeah, and but uh, Torre's recovery as well, though his recovery was a one, and he got he got. <laughs> He got Campbell out of a lot of situations yeah, man. just because of his pace. Yeah, he, like, he, he was mad aggressive as well. Like, I love that. Yeah. There were a few challenges against in the Inter game where he just... Bruv! Afcon defended on every side. I'm telling you, this guy is... Ruined himself. Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah Listen, he took... Um, who, was it? who was playing left wing before Inter? I can't remember who it is, but he, whoever it was, he cleaned him out. Yeah, it was mad. Pasquale... 
Pas- the Van der Maiden was playing right in it. I think it may have been Pasquale. Uh, they had the that end. Pasquale came on yeah. towards the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Listen, he, he was um, kind of playing there. Uh, obviously, um, Lauren didn't Femi play. As well. Lauren didn't play. Um, oh, sorry, guys. Did, what did you guys say about um, who, were you, who you were taking? Leroy, you said you're taking Campbell and Torrey. What about um, uh, oh, yeah. Shabs and I'm, uh, I'm with him. I'm with him. I'm taking them as well. You're taking them both? Yeah, Shabs? same. Same, same, same. Yeah, I, same. I, I, I think so. I think... Campbell is just a bit cumbersome, but he could move though, couldn't he? Campbell could move. Big was, bully. Yeah, he was. Like, I have him. He he could make up speed quite quickly because of his like size, and he he would just lean on you and just do enough kind of thing. I thought, um, yeah, I'd probably have them both as well. Um, what about uh, obviously right back? Lauren would normally have played, but he wasn't playing for some reason. Um, Lauren or Bellerin? I I think that's a long contest as well, right? <laughs> Lauren, yeah, Lauren. Lauren was an interesting player. Oh, you seen Bellerin on Instagram? Sell him, sell him. I told you, I don't. I want him gone. I want him. I want him gone by June. Bellerin wilding right now, man. Lauren is a is is a player though that I think could do all right in today's game. He had. He was very aggressive. He was technically good, um, aggressive, physical. His final ball always left a bit to be desired like he was never a great crosser of the ball it was not he could not cross for he could cross but <laughs> if you're playing in a possession based team he, yeah he, absolutely he would be alright like he, he could play in he could play in the Arteta system as like a an inverted fullback I think because he was he yeah. was technically very secure yeah, and he came in uh, again. He's another one. He started in midfield. He um, he came he come from Mallorca and mm-hmm. he was playing on the right of right of midfield. But um, again, like he, it wasn't called inverting at the time, but he inverted a lot, and uh, especially during the uh, again in in the first leg, he found himself in the middle of the park a lot, and he'd combine with um, he'd combine with Vieira. Well, he'd win the ball back well as well in the middle of the park. Like he he'd done a lot. Like I'd I'd I'd, I'd have him again. I think he's. Um, probably underrated, and again, right back was never his natural position. But he made a good, he made a good career of it at Arsenal. Maybe you guys have Bellerin or Lauren. I'm having Lauren, but maybe Maitland Lars should should um should take a take a leaf out of Lauren. Hey, leave Maitland Lars. He's done, bro. He's going to be at <laughs> Plymouth Argyle in the next oh, three years. Black man. Nah, forget it, man. He's done. He's done. He's done. Yeah, that's nothing. Um, obviously, in the middle, I think all of us would take Vieira and Gilberto right now as over pretty much everyone in our in our midfield. I don't think. I think it'd be easier to say who from our midfield now <laughs> makes the the midfield um, back then, or it, you know, who, the, what would who, be, who makes the bench? Who it, makes the be, bench? Oh yeah, it would be easier to ask who from our team now would make even the team. Urza uh, would make that team. I don't think so, man. I think you'd have Burkham over Urza. No, Urza would make that bench. He'd make the oh, squad. Yeah, yeah, he would easily. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, Bummy yeah. Young. Lacazette ain't making that team, man. No, no I mean the midfield, innit? Oh, in, are we, are in, we saying in, who? In midfield, in midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I think only Urza. Yeah, yeah, there's none of our midfielders. How, how do you compare Edu and Parla then? Because there we were our third and fourth choice. So how does how does someone like Edu compare to Xhaka? How does someone like Parla compare to um, Genduzi or uh, who, who's the other players? We've got Torreira. Um, Torreira makes the bench, but he's a bit small for the type of team and the style we play. So I don't mm. know. Yeah. But on ability, yeah. he would make it. 
Dem, dem, they had Edwin Parler compared. They had physicality and they had intensity, and 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 that's the thing. But also, they were playing in a time where um, football was less intense. Like, do you know what I mean? The physical demands of a footballer, it, it was less so. So, oh, is it easier? Parler was having like, a stellar half time, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Would 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 a player like Shaka with the with like the the standard and the speed of of, of football just generally then was slower would he be, be- would he fare better probably that, like, those are the types of questions and I think I think he would I think he would I, I think he would as well probably yeah. but who are you having yeah. Edu, Parla or Xhaka I'm having Edu over Xhaka personally I'm having Edu over all of them all of them as well yeah um, okay cool um, obviously wide positions Pires no contest right Pires Pires is in the team, regardless, right? Yep. Yeah. How does yeah, how does yeah. Pires though? But how does he translate today in today's game? Because he was he was quite lightweight, and um, do you know, know he he struggles. Man. I think I think he struggles. I think he struggles in today in football today. Yeah. But I think he's um he's do you know he's one of these players. If he if if the ball's in the final third, he's very very good. So, um, maybe this is I don't know I don't know who to compare him to. Someone that is not very good of a long distance physically but very very good in the final third and plays at a high level um I might, I might have to think for a second but i think he could i think he could play a role simply because of that i think like he yeah like he yeah physicality i, I get what you're saying Leroy. but i think again like he was a player very intelligent he drifted in field um he knew when to come inside and create space for um ashley cole he knew exactly how to combine with Omri. Like his, he, his link up with Omri and Burkamp as well was like outstanding. It, 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 it was good. He, he couldn't he couldn't run on when you're like external players, players play on the wings or on the peripheries. Now, if you're not athletic, it's toast. You're toast. It's toast. If you if you, yeah. you can't run, he, he wouldn't be able to. He, he couldn't do nothing. You'll get clamped. He could run he before he got his Achilles injury, though, couldn't he? Before yeah. He he what was his ACL? Do you mean? Yeah. Before he got his ACL, sorry. Yeah, yeah, but even then, it's not 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 the best runner. I'm sorry, yeah, so I still think you get cramped. I, I'm I'm trying to think of an example. And the only example I can think of that people use at the moment is Sancho, and even he is very good physically. So I don't know. I think Perez probably lags a bit too much in that. The part. Yeah, but I would like I to think. Would he have to be role. a winger though? Where well, would he play? A ten. I know tens are kind of redundant, but I think he could he couldn't play centre mid because he can't. I think if you were playing at ten, he at could float. As a ten, you have to be so good to play there. You, you'd, you'd have to be special. You'd have to be an Urzel or David Silva, specialist to play in that ten ball. So and I don't how think. How does Pires compare would... to someone like Urzel though? Because I think in ability there isn't much difference between Urzel and Pires. I think mm. they've got different well skill sets. They've got different skill sets completely. I just don't. Yeah. I don't really think he's. No, I, I just don't see it personally. But because Urzul just... lacks physicality, he always has done. But he, he's no, very... no, I think that's no, bullshit. That's... Well, no, no, okay, okay, think... no, that is bullshit. That's that is bullshit. Urzul I, I think Urzul's mad physical. <laughs> he's just, he just a pussy. That's all. I don't think he's mad physical, man. He's yeah, he's a pussy, but that's that's part of physicality, you know. But his his acceleration is great. He's Not really anymore. got good. Pe- no, no, back in the day, like when he's in his prime, his acceleration was really good. Good pace. Like if you look at his physical numbers, they they're always. Decent, like they're always decent. But it's he, just that he, he, he just can't though. be bothered. He's the application be bothered. that is missing now. So, mm. 
I think he's got he's got enough for modern day athleticism. Yeah, he does. He definitely does. Fair enough. Um, Jumberg, we Jumberg's don't have an interesting one because Jumberg, he was just an end of move player, right? He he didn't really give you too much in terms of build up. You didn't you wouldn't really want him involved in build up, but yeah. his off the ball movement was, I mean, I don't know if I've seen many players <laughs> since Jumberg who have yeah. as good off the ball Listen. movement as him. He's difficult to live with. I think he, his thresholds was yeah. I think his thresholds for sprints, unreal. Like the number of runs that he would make per game. Like if you could go back and track it, I think it we would be looking at ridiculous numbers. And I think it's because of his work rate and those runs. That's how he was able to score so many goals. Because what he done over time was he developed the knack of of. Of, of when to run, when to make the movement. And then eventually, like, intelligent players like Bergkamp, Henri, would just find him and know when to deliver the pass. And he would just get onto the end of it. He always got onto the end of stuff as well. When his conversion was sloppy, but he always got onto the end of stuff. You think his always, conversion was always, sloppy? Always. I always remember Jumbo being quite a good finisher. Uh, he used to so love like, that little dink, that little no, dink before, so he like, get, before the goalkeeper so gets like, there. He was... Yeah, so I'm not saying he's not a good. I'm not saying that his numbers weren't good, but his conversion. So if you if 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 you look at the number of chance of things that he got on the end of, and the number of goals that he could have had in comparison to what he actually ended up with, like he had a lot more chances. So like he he would get like a good couple of chances per game, but then like he'd only he'd only convert like you know the the, the one or the two. But I think he had a highest. Um, threshold for sprints and I think he used to run a lot and again like in that 5-1 you see it a lot like he would run he would go beyond the striker and he would look to get onto the end of things and I think that was a nightmare to 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 live with for players like um for for um for for opposing players how would how would he get on in today's game because you know what I'm looking at Jumberg's numbers now in the invincible season he only scored four goals in the league you know that's surprising to me like mm. when you when you think of Jumberg, you think of goals, and he he got ten goals that season, but um, only four, four in the four league. Four of them came in the cup, and four of them in the league, which is quite surprising. And then and then the season before that, he only got six, but he only played twenty games. Um, to be fair, um, mm. and so the invin the invincible season was actually his lowest goal scoring season for Arsenal, except for his last two seasons where he's practically finished. Which is and what was that? That was like his fifth. That was his fourth, fifth season at Arsenal, wasn't it? Uh, the invincible season, season was his uh, one, two, three, four, five, sixth season at Arsenal. Sixth season, I yeah. I think he joined yeah. maybe midway through '98, did he? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Remember. I remember him coming. I remember him coming like '98, '99. Yeah. Where, yeah. where, where does Jumberg? Where does does Jumberg have a place in today's game? Mm. Nah, he's a tough one. Yeah, he's nah. never really one of my nah. favourite players. Nah. Like, never really. Yeah. Me not at the top level, anyway. Like lower down, obviously, yeah, but not not on the level he was playing at. Like, why do you, why do you say that? What's it? What's is his technical? He's not yeah, technical deficiency is too much. And now, like, he, the teams have moved to sort of four three three. So you're probably thinking of playing him off the right as a sort of wide forward. I mean, to be honest, there are a lot of dead players who are doing all right technically. So I mean, you never know. Would you have if he, for us though? Nah, nah, he couldn't. He couldn't. Well, Pepe actually, Pepe you got Pepe. <laughs> Yeah, now Pepe's, better. Pepe's a better footballer than me, man. 
Mm, yeah, no, I think I think Pepe is a better footballer. Yeah. But there's there's certain things though, I, 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 that Pepe could take from Jumberg to make him a, make himself a much better player. Of course, of mm. course. Yeah. Um, so you, what about you guys? Are you uh, you are you keeping Jumberg in the side or are you? Um... No, 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 I'm not having Jumberg. Not me. Not having Jumberg. I'm not having Jumberg. No. Okay. What I will say on Jumberg, he's another one though. He was uh, he was a number ten. And Wenger brought him in knowing that he was a number 10, but knowing he's never going to get anywhere near that Burkamp throw, I'm going to play him on the right. And again, he he, he had a good career for Arsenal playing on the right wing. Again, he's another, he's another Arsenal Wenger conversion. Talking about Burkamp, where does Burkamp fit into all of this? Where does Burkamp... Because he has to play, in my opinion. He's, he's, Burkamp had physicality and he was a technical genius. I, I, don't, I, think, he, I think he fits well in today's game. Yeah, Beckham's I mean, genius level talent, man. He is. Beckham was really, he probably was ahead of his time. I mean, his technical level was far, far ahead of what most of, most players during his time could could do. I think it's probably it's, it's, it's probably up there with what Zidane was able to do, ball manipulation wise and stuff. He was truly, yeah, magical, really. Um, his touch is one of the best ever. Uh, well, uh, secretly, I'm just going to say he can't run. Not happening. What? No, nah, Burkham can run. Nah, I can't run. Not happening. Burkham can run. Nah, he can't run, bruv. He can't run, man. Nah, Burkham can't run. Yeah, but you got to remember, at this age, you got to remember, at this age, Burkham was like 35. Bruv, he couldn't run, fam. Like, he wouldn't hack it. Burkham could run. Burkham could run. Burkham could run. No, he he, he, he went to Bamiya. 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 He Xhaka. Ooh, the slowest player on that. Yeah, yeah. Xhaka will outrun Burkham. Nah. He'll run rings around him. You're on banter. <laughs> are, you, are you not remembering, like, Burkham <laughs> against Argentina, the way he stretched Argentina? Leicester. Bruv, like. Do, do you can't run from Them defenders were slow, though, man. Don't fuck off my guy. That was against Ayala. That was against Ayala. Yeah. Come on, man. Nah, we're all talk, we're all talk. I mean, like, no, Burkham, Burkham, the mobility, he had physicality, but the, the, the getting around the pitch, no, nah, I don't remember that being his thing. The, the thing is, I'm though, his technical level you. was so high that, yeah, you'd still, still be at the top level, he'd still yeah, play his technical level was so high, you'd have you'd make those sacrifices, like, but, you'd make but, those but sacrifices. Would he start? Oof, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I think he has to, no? I think he. I think he has to. Where would he start? How do you? How do you? How do you even justify a player of his technical ability not starting for not us? Starting. So devoid of technicians. Yeah. I don't know, man. Leeway. I don't know, man. Leeway. Do you want to? Do you want to? I'm waiting for you, Leeway. You know. What? What you? What are you waiting for, bro? I ain't got to say shit. <laughs> Well, so Leroy, I'm asking you, is, is Burkamp going to start for us? Because you've rattled, Lou, I can tell. Nah. I'm rattled, bro. I'm rattled. Nah, okay. You know Burkamp's nah. my hero, isn't it? I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Great white hope in that. Because obviously, <laughs> after was blacked out, you had to pick the one white man to be your hero. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Go on, Leroy, I'm waiting for you to answer, mate. But he's not starting for us, bro. What? Oi. I'm telling you. Oi, no, I'm quite I love Burkamp as well. I, I, I love him. He's, he's a legend. But, but he ain't starting. Like, 
simple. Him and Perez are two of the best players that have ever played for Arsenal, and none of them are starting for us right now. <laughs> it's true. Well, Lewis is just standing oh, yeah. silent, you know. Oh, nah. I'm, 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 I'm actually oh, the best I'm players Wait, you're having a Bamiang over Perez? Yeah. In in today's game. Bruv, 100%. Yeah, I am. 100%. My man's pissed. No, if you have Vieira and Gilberto in midfield, yeah, this is what I'm saying. Vieira and Gilberto in midfield, yeah, them two are no, sick. Hey, yeah, stop doing that, When we do that for Uzo, you're onto us, so just, just accept it for Uzo. Nah, Uzzo. man, because <laughs> Burkamp Burka went a bum. You've got to accept it, man. You've got to move on. Nah, man. Nah, we need to move on, man. Nah, Burkamp, stop. Wait, time is running, man. Listen to those questions, man. They're waiting for us. Okay, let me get some of this. I'm not happy with that at all, by the way. Alright, cool. I was going to say, actually, though. Um. Alright, yeah, cool. Alright, let me do some listeners' questions. Um, yeah, obviously, you don't need to have the striker debate. That's redundant. It's pointless. No, yeah. Obviously, Henri <laughs> starts. One second, I'm getting the listeners' questions up now. Um, Alright, cool. Uh, Alright, so we had one about the... Um, what do you call it? The furlough... Did we, have we furloughed staff or what's happened? We're not furloughing staff. We're not furloughing No, we're not. They, they said no. they're not doing it, yeah. Right, we're okay. continuing to so, pay all play all staff 100% of their wages. All right. Count Draxler asked, how do you feel about the players' refusal to cut their wages but would agree to a deferral? Should the uh, players uh, be cutting yeah. their wages? No, they shouldn't. Fuck that. Bruv, these are... They, our owner has a net worth of 8.3 billion or something stupid like that. It's 10 pay, bill, 10 bill. pay the money, bruv. 10 bill. It's 10 billion. 10 and billion. Pay the money, bruv. Got other bus- he's got so many other businesses, so many other sports French franchises. Bruv. Is what it is. They're, 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 they're within their right. I agree with you, Leroy. I think they were within their right. And they, they didn't even say no. They're being, they're being made to sound like monsters. They didn't say no. They said, we need to discuss this further because we want to know what moves the, um, the, the chief executives and that are, 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 are making. What are they going to do? And it's only until the players sent them away and said, you man, go away, do some thinking, come back to us with answers. All of a sudden today, or was it yesterday morning, we heard, oh, yeah, um, senior execs at Arsenal have decided to take a pay cut, blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. I don't you care what about is, what the, yeah. the senior execs do. These are the players. These are the money people. These are the people who make shit happen. These are the people everyone wants to see. They are employees at the end of the day. They're relaxing FFP, apparently. They're, um, relax- well, they're not done it yet, but they're going to relax FFP. Why should they take a pay cut? The, uh, the, the thing is, the owners should take the hit. When, when a business goes bad... understand. Your owners take the hit. That's it. Because you're taking a profit at the end of the day. He's using us to leverage and buy ranches and that. And um, live in fucking whatever and build stadiums in America. That, this is the bad thing. You take the hit. You take the hit. Mm. I don't think the player should take any type of fucking cut. I don't think I'm, so either. I, I, I 100% agree. And I feel like, in the way this this come out, maybe I'm just being very sceptical. But I feel like this is a spin from the club to kind of put pressure on the players. Because this is a negotiation. And the, the leverage is with the players because they, they have their existing contracts and they, they're trying to find new agreements with them. So I feel like this, this, this whole, the, the way this story has come out is basically to, to, to shine the players in a, in, a, in a bit of a bad light. But yeah, then kind of crack and then say, yeah, let's, let's just take the... No, 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 they shouldn't. They should, they should exercise their um, existing contracts and the club should, the owner in this case, should really, should really pay all staff. That's that's the best. Thing and and it's absolutely it's to vilify the players, and they've done it without yes. um, 
representation, without player representation. So they're, they're basically trying to renegotiate terms without players having the opportunities to speak to their agents and their representatives and say, listen, we need to relook at my contract. So where do I stand? Blah, 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 blah. So you're doing a bit of a fast one, really. It's not just Arsenal. I know loads of other clubs are doing it at the moment. Yep. Some clubs, yeah, some players well. stand in a different, in a, in a, in a different stance. Um, but yeah, no one knows what's going to happen with this coronavirus. I've, I've but what everyone knows, what is sure is that it's, it's bad for business. It's bad for all bad business. For business. You see what I'm saying? So... And, and people are losing money. But the players, at the end of the day, they are impl- they're employed by the club. They've got their own interests to think about. And that's, that's what it comes down to. OK. Do you know why the players also want... So, sorry, just, just to say, because I, feel, I think most of them have it in their contract anyway that they get a 25% wage cut if we don't make the Champions League, which is lo- looking not likely. So, yeah. To, point, to then accept uh, yeah. an additional cut would be crazy. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, OT button tweets ask how much money are we putting in Lacazette suitcase for the swap with Partey? None. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I saw this swap here. I thought it was stupid because at the end of the day, Partey's got a release clause of 50 million. You're going to sell Laka for at least 30 million. So buy Partey on the release. That was 45 million pounds, whatever it is, 50 million euros. And then just sell Laka. Partey's in for 15 million. Yeah, but Aleko's yeah, slutting for a minute. What? what uh, yeah, do a de- separate deal. Mm. Force, force it with a release clause and then do a separate deal. What are you talking about swap for? Because we'll just come out worse. Yeah, so you're saying, yeah, no, how would we come out worse? Because people are saying that we need to be giving them Lacazette and Peas, but I'm saying, what's the point? Because um, Lacazette... It depends. Well, I, I saw Lacazette at 30 mil and I was thinking, you lot are mad, bruv. He's got 50 mil release clause or 45 million euro, um, pound release clause. Just do, trigger the release and then the power's with you anyway. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they can't say nothing. They can't say nothing. If you go and meet the release clause, no one can say shit. He ain't shit. coming though, is he? Uh, well, I don't know, man. You know, like, I love London, in it? So, mm. unless there's Chelsea involved, the London thing's big. I, I mean, didn't realise that you actually played for Ghana. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, your wife can go go Harrods and that, bro. They love that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's true, bro. Lewis, you should know, bro. Yeah, I should know, innit? Yeah, when like, he comes under, I'll start speaking tree to him, innit? Ah, uh, yeah. say no more, bro. Yeah. Definitely no. That's it, no, I hope we do go, get him, go, 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 That's that kind of, like, just going back to the invincible side, that's the type of um, athleticism uh, with technical ability that we bloody need. Um, yeah, it's true. I uh, lamb lamb underscore Ness asks who are, who are you having? Will Lacazette. Wiltord. Oh man. Wiltord was terrible though, man. Yeah, Wiltord was terrible. Wiltord was a bit nuts, you know. What is Lacazette? This is oh, calling the kettle black, you know. Yeah, at least Wiltord had athleticism. But he was just mad shaky in front of goal. <laughs> Real Tord was <laughs> shaky. Real Tord was a bit nuts when he came in front of goal. You gotta watch them games, man. dragged it wide. Oh, no, man. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did Real Tord score that old team? He scored that goal ever. Yeah, he scored that old team. Yeah, that pips it. Big up Lamb, by the way. Yeah. All right, last question before we go on. Before we finish, sorry. Uh, this is from the Notorious VSL. He asks, uh, what are your thoughts on Edward and Kai Havertz? 
done. Maybe you want to take the Kai Havertz one? Yeah. Why? Because um, he's German. Yeah, because he's German. Well, you no know? one else knows about Kai Havertz. Well, Kai Havertz is the guy, man. He's, he's the he, guy. He looked so, good, um, but I heard he's had a shocking season, so I don't know about all that. I don't think he has a, he's had a great season, to be fair. Not, last year, he's got like 19 goals in the league or something stupid from the field. But yeah, I think um, talent-wise, there's there's not a German player coming through that has more talent than him. I think Sane is pretty much established, and uh, Gnabry is as well. And after that, it's Havertz. And um, I mean, they're singing his praises at the moment in Germany. Um, I don't know if you guys know Woody Fuller. Woody Fuller used to be quite a big player um, for yeah. Germany. Um, yeah, now director at Leverkusen and he literally said there is not a player in Germany that's going to be battling him in the next 10 years he's he, he's the real deal so if you want him you need to pay up <laughs> so. and to be to be fair 19 goals here that's not sustainable he's what is he 19 20 years old yeah I think he's 19 that's, I, I still that's think not he's sustainable and young players are going to have inconsistent seasons where, where right, would he play of, goals numbers. he's he a 10 isn't he you can you can play you can play on the right wing you can play as the eight you can play as the ten. Nah, he's got to um, play central. He's got to play. He's got to play central. I would put, but, I, you know, I, I definitely think I, he needs to play central. I, I think yeah. Havertz is amazing, by the way. I really like yeah. him. I, I I did prefer Brandt in that team, but I, I think Havertz is amazing. So you're having, him, real you're having him? I'm having him, but not a hundred million. Allowed. What? Who said hundred million? Bruv, that's what they that's, call that's it. What they bruv, don't they bruv, they bruv, they corona pandemic, bruv. We're, we're bruv, that, about 100 million. Bruv, you see, bruv, you see how quickly the Germans dealt with corona, bruv? They all thought, okay, 97. <laughs> like, they'll give you a 3% discount. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bruv, them yeah. man shut down for three working days and they're back on fucking line. <laughs> yeah. What about this Edward guy? Because I can't lie here. He's dead. I don't care what <laughs> no dead? one says. That you is shit. That you is shit. Right. I'm, I'm putting it on the what, like, no, right. Listen, what, what, what I want to ask you or, or say on this matter is that we, we've had this debate a couple of times in the group chat, yeah? And I I, I, I made some comments about um, Myron Boadu, yeah? Is that how you say his name? And, like, the league he's playing in, yeah? yeah. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for the um, uh, correction well, for my know, contract. I've got the Ghanaian pronunciations on, on, on deck. And shame on me. Shame on me. But, yeah. So we, we, you know, we we had this conversation. Uh, you know, I was kind of making some comments about I, I, I'm not sure about him, but I'm not sure about him based on the league he plays in. And then we had a debate about what it's about the profile of the striker. Edouard has got the he's the profile of the type of striker that we need at Arsenal as for a centre forward. So what he's playing his football in Celtic Scotland. It's a bit of a dead league. He's been all right in Europe. Nothing, nothing to write home about. He hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't set the world on light. But he's all right. So why are we saying kind of like, yeah, and I know you're not necessarily the way, but why are we saying, yeah, okay, for kind of one? But then, but but hard, the yeah. league is important. Uh, I, I don't care what no one says. The league is important, important. especially I when you're so. a striker. You, you have to wait it because certain leagues are much easier to score in than others. You'll see certain yeah. strikers that will bang loads in one league and who can't translate it. So you can't, yeah. and until we've seen someone in the top league, you can't really say that. So you, you have to have a He's big got 11 and 6 games until... for France under 21s. Yeah, I watched him for France under 21. That's why I first saw him and I thought, nah, this guy's dead. Oh, yeah. kid, the, the, the kid who I liked in that team was at Diaby on the left wing. Absolute menace. Mm. Fucking menace. What, what kind like, of striker literally. is this, Edouard? I, I've never watched him. He's, he's, like... a, he's a bit of a powerhouse centre forward, I think. A little bit like... What um... makes him dead? What makes him dead? <laughs> Do you know who he reminds me of, Lewis? Like, and not that, not that he's dead, but he reminds me of, like, in a way of, like, a less skillful jet. Okay. 
in that, like Jay Emmanuel Thomas, is that well, one? like a less field. skillful version. Yeah, I'm yeah. Try and get that, Jet on the pod, by the way. Unless, yeah, mm. oh, oh, Lewis name dropping, ah, yeah, no sure. jet. But anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, he, he's like a less skillful version of him. But I just, I just find, I don't find it very good. But the thing is, I don't rate him. I don't. You think he's Dembele, less skillful than Jet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. To be fair, Jet was mad skillful. Yeah, exactly. That's mm. what I mean. So yeah, I, I just, that's that's that's, that's who he reminds me of. So the, the thing is. He can still score goals, isn't it? It's the same as... I think you don't like Misa Dembele as well. I don't really like him as well. Ah, I still don't play like that. him. Yeah, so... Okay. I think we could, we, could come to, we could see him come to England and score, but... That Bradu yeah. guy looked decent, though. I've not seen him play that. I, 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 like, I like the look of him. I like the look of him. I like the look of him. Yeah, but um, I, I need to... I, again, I need to, see, I need to see a bit more variation. I've only really watched clips. So I need... Everything was kind of samey. So I need to see a little bit more variation from him. And um, but in terms of the profile striker and his skill set and what it looks like his pros are, that's the type of striker I like. But we've got Martinelli, boy. Like I just people are overlooking Martinelli because he's not been played as a striker and it's pissing me off. And they need to realise he's a striker now and just play him there. Forget this left wing, right wing, forget it all. Breed him as a number two striker. What, no, what number one striker next season, yeah? Nah, nah, number two. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, cool. Lads, let's let's call it a night because I know it's getting late. Cool. Leroy, you've got yeah, like yeah. an eighteen hour shift in, in a few hours. Bav, so. Dav, you know what? Hey, you know what, Leroy? We stay thank at home. you, man. We thank you. Stay at home. We thank you, man. Stay at home. You heard it from Leroy. Stay at home. Save lives. And donate to the Touchline Frackers Patreon page, okay? Five pounds. Leroy's yeah. got eight, all right? Yeah, I do. All proceeds may or may not be going to to Leroy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lewis has been skimming off the top for how long? (laughs) We're we're paying for your PPE, mate. Right, Jesus, bro. I need some of that shit. (laughs) All right, lads. um, Use the hashtag Touchdown Frackers. We'll be back next week. In a bit. episode is sponsored by schwans.com what are you having for dinner tonight hmm good question 
Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Sports Social Podcast Network.